Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the CyberPro Podcast, back with another episode today. Today, my name, my guest name, my name, well, I guess I should, hopefully I know my name, but my guest name is Justin, and he is the CEO of a tech-centric startup, and we're going to drill down a little bit today about why it's important and how it's done to trust the vendors that you have. And with that, Justin, good morning. Could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, Hi there, Jeff. Um, It's a pleasure to uh, meet you today. My name is Justin Beals. I'm the CEO and co-founder of StrikeCraft. I founded StrikeCraft a couple of years ago. And before founding StrikeCraft, I have a long history as a chief technology officer or uh, leading um, product development. Yeah. Wonderful. When you think about your company, especially knowing what we've all gone through these past couple of years, tell us the most fascinating aspect about being the leader, the CEO of your own company during these very fascinating times. (laughs) Um, I mean, challenges and opportunities, I think uh, pros and cons. If you would have asked me just in February of 2020, as we were starting to found the company, what I was most excited about, I would have said uh, meeting with the team every day and working in the office. Um, by March of 2020, of course, no one was coming to the office again. <laughs> um, it's, I think, you know, from a, a pandemic perspective, there are two main changes that have happened to the way I'm used to operating a team or a, or a business like StrikeCraft. And one is, is that, um, we really have to be intentional with our time with each other. And so meetings, I think, are actually more discreetly scheduled. And we try and get all the team that needs to be in the meeting together and make effective decisions so that people can go out and make their individual contributions. Um, the second thing is that it's made us be more rigorous from a metrics perspective. So I would say things might have been a little bit more organic at prior organizations uh, that I've run or we could ask in the moment how things were going. And with a fully remote group and the teams all distributed, we really have to agree to our budget, for example, and stick to it. And so uh, we use a lot of those metrics as ways to understand how well the teams are working with each other. Yeah. Couldn't have put it better myself. Um, (laughs) That's, yeah, beautiful. Um, So let's talk about cybersecurity specifically. We spoke for a few minutes before we started recording about the how cybersecurity used to be a large topic. Now it is the primary concern because we are so work from home distributed, as you speak, as being one of those primary concerns and not being able to speak to our teams at the desk next to us in a lot of cases. And we spot, spoke about the importance of the ownership, the control ownership and operations within specific teams, the data that they're able to produce to verify and validate what it is they do. Um, So I was hoping we could talk for a few minutes about that. Yeah, happy to. You know, not only is StrikeGraph a company that supports security efforts, cybersecurity, uh, definitely, um, but we have to operate our own security posture as an organization. And one of the, you know, both the way our solution works and the way that StrikeGraph functions is is the same. And as a CEO of the organization, 
what I really needed to do was first understand what security was important for our business. And I understand that we're a unique business. Every business is unique. They're trying to innovate. They're trying to differentiate. They're using different types of data. They have different types of teams put together. They're using, you know, I, I realize we're probably mostly using cloud providers, but we're all using different cloud providers in some way. And so I think um, we needed to design a security posture based upon the risks that confronted our business. And, and that was the right way to understand the scope of security practice. Now, uh, the way that we do it is we look at a risk and we identify the controls that are gonna mitigate that risk. And so control identification is a lot like, um, for anyone that's been in product development, a user story to me, it's like, hey, we need to operate this security habit uh, in our organization. And that security habit needs an owner. And this is one of the things that as I was learning about the space really dawned upon me is how much of this needs to be distributed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, your podcast is really nicely focused on cybersecurity, but security is a very broad umbrella across an organization and, you know, server lockdown is just one aspect and probably the one that's the most understood as opposed to better HR practices or better management practices or dealing with third-party vendors, for example. And so this control distribution across the entire organization, everything from our CFO to our HR managers, to our IT teams, to our chief technology officer, to myself, um, for example, I have controls that I have to operate for the organization. That's critical. And then we want to collect data from those teammates. Uh, we call it evidence on a regular basis so that we know that the control is being operated. So if you were to pull my role back and say, Justin, how do you know that security is going on inside your organization? I actually have a dashboard that I can look at and it says, hey, all the risks are have a control mitigation to them and are scored. Okay, excellent. All the controls have an owner and have been operated by that owner, they're green. Okay, excellent, I know the controls are distributed. All the evidence has been supplied on time for that control operation, you know that someone had to think about it or some system had to be available to validate that the control was operated. And so I do get a nice 50,000 foot view with the level of granularity that I want to ensure that operations happening, yeah. That's a big dashboard, wow. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we do boil the ocean a little bit at the, the pinnacle of it, right? But if you think about like the SOC tools these days that are monitoring deep cybersecurity information, they are rolling up log files that are happening in milliseconds, yeah. if not faster, right? And so you've got to boil the ocean a little bit, but what you want, and a lot of really great SOC systems out there is you can drill right down into you know, a specific alert and take a look at that alert. That's what makes you efficient and scalable. Yeah, there's, uh, the, so so that brings about the next question, question number four, which is kind of a, a, a good tie-in to question number three, because there is, as you put it, such a large ocean to boil and very little time to do it. We in the space, and you're nodding, know that everything changes far more quickly than any of us have ever anticipated, especially in the, these days. And so building trust is very critical in order to get things done. Let's talk about that for a second. Uh, before we got started, we talked about you know, how buyers assess 
whether or not they can trust a vendor, right? The qualitative versus the quantitative aspects of it. What is repeatable? What is, you know, what is something that you can use over and over again as a metric to define that qualitativeness? Let's talk about that for a few minutes, please. Yeah, happy to, Jeff. So I am an ex-chief technology officer turned CEO. And I had this real challenge about five years ago. I had an enterprise product and our customers were like Deutsche Bank. And one of my biggest challenges in helping our sales team close leads was convince Deutsche Bank that it was okay to share that data with us. So this sensitivity from a buyer perspective is palpable and real. And the reason is that 70% of breaches are coming from third-party vendors um, or the sharing of data. And so if you are in the CISO office at a Fortune 500 company and you're like, what's the number one thing that I can do to reduce the likelihood of a breach happening at my organization? It's actually vendor management statistically is the best place to go and focus. Now, for a long time, we answered security questionnaires. We still do, sadly. <laughs> and uh, we went through interview processes with the security department or the procurement department at the vendor. But slowly, independent validation of security practices started emerging as an ability. And so this is the switch from a qualitative assessment of a vendor's security practice into a quantitative uh, assessment of a vendor's security practice. And you know what StrideGraph has been working on, what I have been really interested in and dedicated much of my research and how our product works is helping not only ourselves, but all of our customers get that quantitative trust asset. That's what we think of it as, as, a, as an asset that you can use to market your security. Now, why is it valuable? Mm. Because generally it's been independently verified. So a SOC 2 auditor or an ISO certifying body has said, hey, we reviewed this organization's security practice and see that they are meeting the commitments they, they are making. And so anytime you can get a, an asset like that, that you can use over multiple customers that has a value in the marketplace to easily bring what we're looking for here is trust. I can trust this vendor because they've had an independent assessment and I can quantify the amount of security that they've implemented. You know, you just sell faster. So it's a win-win, it's a you know, security gets a way to prove itself. The business gets a way to facilitate revenue. Mm. Mm. Fascinating. Uh, for those of our viewers who might want to learn a little bit about you or your company, what's the best way to get a hold of you or to learn more? Yeah. Um, if you're interested in the company or our solutions, uh, strikegraph.com is uh, constantly growing. Um, we have tons of videos on there and blog posts. And uh, we're really happy to provide a demo of our solution that helps our customers get uh, through standard or earned trust assets such as SOC 2 Type 1 or type two ISO 27001 certifications. Uh, we're, we just launched HIPAA um, last quarter and um, we're really excited to launch PCI DSS this quarter as well. Um, we, uh, for me personally, I'm uh, generally on LinkedIn. I'm getting old enough. That's the last social media I'm allowed to play on. <laughs> uh, but you can always request a demo on the website and one of the brilliant uh, team members at StrikeCraft would be happy to um, share how our solution works and, and how hundreds of customers now have uh, gotten the trust assets that they were looking to achieve by utilizing our platform and team. Epic.
Justin, thank you so much for your time. We hope that you have a very good day and uh, sending good thoughts and be well. Yeah, the pleasure is mine. Thank you for the time. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the CyberPro podcast today. Please like and subscribe.